Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It is the morning sickness. It's 545. Hi, I'm John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. Let's get this thing going uh, for the second day after the break. And this is the one that really starts nut kicking you. This is the slump. This is this is the uh, oh, can I call in sick when the alarm goes off? Every every thought goes through your head on how to avoid day two. First day, usually kind of bright eyed, bushy tailed today. Enjoy your coffee. I think waking up is even worse today. Oh, than it's yesterday. tough. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's, all, it's always harder. The, the first Adrenaline day, is first day. Yeah. yeah. First day is like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. And this one's like, oh, yeah, this is a day to day thing. <laughs> but that's right. We're on a short week anyway. So uh, just grasp it and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. We'll get you through it. And if not, Beth will. Someone will. You'll be all right. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the last day. I mean, you're going to hang yourself. I don't know what's going to happen in your world. And I just know I got to get through my day. So. I'm trying to be positive. They will get a second win when that list comes out, Epstein's list. Woohoo! Man, I got so many emails about that. People are losing their minds. Aaron Rodgers in a fight with Jimmy Kimmel now, which they've been back and forth for a while anyway, but now it's like Jimmy Kimmel's. I know uh, Jimmy's sister, Jill, and I like Jill a lot, and uh, I've met Jimmy twice and not like we're friends or anything, but he's always been sort of nice. But Jimmy turned, like, Jimmy's that guy that. His immediate response was, I'll see you in court, sir. Like, Aaron Rodgers made a comment that Jimmy Kimmel's probably on the Epstein list, that uh, the court list that's going to be revealed here. And uh, he, he made it on the Pat McAfee show. And he kind of said, basically, a lot of people don't want that list to come out because it's an official court document. And he goes, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's one of them. Kimmel loses his mind, emails back and says, I'd never, you're an a-hole and... Uh, you shut your mouth. You say anything like that, damaging my family, and I'll you see soft you. Soft brain. Yeah, we'll, it's pretty yeah we'll settle it in court. And I'm like, that's what a bitch says. A guy that makes his living doing that. Yeah, is now exactly. That's because it's, you know, it's don't you dare say things like that to me. Now, again, You've it endangered is, my family. 
It's with the last year anybody's family. Are you on the list or not? Because all it's going to do is make Aaron Rodgers look stupid when you're not. So shut up. But you're right. He makes a living kind of taking jabs. I mean, yeah. all, all he he's does a is for attack Donald Trump and every uh, political figure on the right is Jimmy Kimmel's, you know, fodder. And he makes fun of all of them for, you know, being this, being that. And, you know, most of the time it's off of a basis of truth to a certain degree. And then he meets a comedian. He's going to make, you know, exaggerations on it. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers takes one swing. I'll see you in court, Mr. Pants. And it's like, settle down, Kimmel. I get it. Your family's not in danger for Aaron Rodgers saying you could be on the list. If you're not on the list, then you're fine. And if you're not worried about it, then you're like, oh, Aaron Rodgers. You can have a good joke about it on one of the... Right, uh, exactly. Tonight. And also just say, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. That's it. That's it. And you'd have half the country agreeing with you. I would. You didn't like him before. He's a Packer. That's the only reason. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is the LeBron James of football. He's yeah. got a really heightened sense of self. He's really good. He did throw out the NFL conspiracy, too. He doubled down. I didn't see that. What was that? That was the same time he, he was saying the Kimmel thing, and he said NFL is rigged. That's just to get attention. There's what, It probably well, this is. This is fun. But, yeah, I mean. He's Kim, starting to lose it. Kimmel's lucky. All right, not Kimmel, but uh, Aaron Rodgers has been kind of, since they gave him a platform, since he went in the Hiawaska thing in the dark room. and It's been a couple times he's come out, like, looking good, too. His, like, uh, the NFL rig thing was about the. The um, coloring on the uh, Super Bowl logo this year is purple and red. 49ers and Ravens. Oh, and yeah, last oh, year, oh, it's always he goes, joking. Next year, you'll see. Uh, oh, he's joking. Green. You'll see and, green. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's kidding around. Yeah, we'll see. And that's well, what he, I think, I don't know how serious he was on the Kimmel thing. but Well, it is a weird thing to yeah. bring up. It's an odd thing to, to bring to, to say the Epstein list and then throw a name out. It's not like a joke. It's it's an attack. But what did you do when you saw? I mean, like when I read that, I giggled. I kind of like, oh, wouldn't surprise I me. I guess maybe he's serious. Yeah, yeah, well, I laughed at it not because it was. It's not a joke. It's, it's like just absurd. he's he's taking a swing at Jimmy right. Kimmel for for whatever reason. He doesn't like Jimmy Kimmel, and it worked. But when yeah, when you're when you're and you know, I remember Kimmel went on Jay Leno's show. And he didn't like Jay Leno, and I don't think Jay knew that. And he went on there, and he made a joke. And then he's like, Leno, you're the king of late night. You don't have your, you're not quick enough. And he's making fun of Leno, just bashing Leno like crazy. To, to his credit, to Leno's face. But uh, he used to be the guy that was kind of, the, the dude that would come out and take some swings at somebody. And then uh, this, it's like, all right, just say Aaron Rodgers is a dick and move on. I'll see you in court. My family is blah, blah, blah. I hope he's on the list now. I didn't care. I didn't want Jimmy Kimmel on that list before. Now I kind of hope what? he's on the Epstein yeah, list. It would be awesome. If I, I'm, and I don't want Aaron Rodgers to ever be right, but I thought it would, I think it would be great. I'm not interested in the politicians on this official list. I'm interested in the oh, Kevin Costner, that kind of stuff. I don't know if he's on there. And don't sue me, Kevin Costner. That was, you were just there an example. I don't think you're on the list. I don't know if you're on the list. But there's a lot of them sweating bullets, and I think that's great. I find it awesome. One thing that uh, and the uh, the intrigue of the well, it's already been thrown out there that they can rig this list now. Oh, the, it's been whitewashed and cleaned up for years. It's been it's been a known commodity for a long. It was in a courtroom for years. It, it's been 
I'm sure it's been doctored to a certain degree to make sure that it's safe, but I still don't think. This list is going to be so clean. It's like when Feldman came up and said, oh, I'm going to tell everybody who all the pedos were. It's exactly. Like people we never heard of. Great. Thanks. Exactly. Like, who? Like, you. Like, where's Michael yeah. Jackson is all we're here. Oh, great. The boom guy on your uh, Licensed to Drive movie. Great. Yeah. Who the, who the hell is that? You got fingered by a boom yeah. guy? Come on. He's the best boy. The union. Just go tell the union. You'll get him out. Yeah. Key grip. I don't even know what these people yeah. do for a living. I would just stay away from them. That's why when you're the star, you stay away from the crew. You got railed by Ew. a gaffer? Yeah, the gaffers. <laughs> you don't talk to the gaffers. That's the reason why the, the gaffers come off the set and go, you know, Corey Feldman's a real dick. Wouldn't even talk to me on the set. Yeah, because you're a gaffer. You're you. <laughs> you might finger the guy. Nobody knows that stuff. Anyway, uh, I got some interesting emails. I want to get to this later. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, it's just people talking about their break. I'll get into that in a little bit. I do want to get into the fact that I'm, I'm listening to, before I do that, I got a lot of response yesterday about uh, Waymos because I was talking about riding in the ghost cars. I didn't realize how afraid, and I'm not kidding when I say of the 30 responses that I got for talking about Waymo, 28 of them were all when the terrorists get hold of these cars and bash you into a tree, I won't feel bad kind of stuff. And I'm like... Wow. Okay. Jeez. Well, until then, I'm going to enjoy Waymo. I, I, they literally the fear of the driverless car has become terror related. Well, mostly. I'd never heard that one. I've just heard. I mean, majority of I thought would be along this lines that I just don't like the fact that I'm not in control. Oh yeah. Well, sure. That's just a human thing. But I mean, as far as like being truly afraid of it, I mean, now another curve to it. Well, not even a curve. This is a completely different lane. Like you, you were worried. That that's the angle they're going to go is to take over the cars and bash us all into trees? Maybe, but I mean, wouldn't it take like all sorts of, like it would take a lot. If you look at the map, Waymo doesn't drive anywhere, but like from the 101 over to 7th Street and kind of between the 10 and Lincoln. I think we're safe for a while at the very least until they, you know, I don't know, they're not even allowed on freeways. How much damage could they do? I find myself disappointed now when I look over. Oh, there's a Waymo right there. Oh, there's a dude in it. Yeah, you like want to be totally it, empty they're monitoring ghost car. Yeah, or There's none of that, man. You've got to find by my house. There's You're out in Gilbert. They're still well, testing Well, I just, them. I thought they would all be, you know, no. manless, basically. No, no. They're starting to test them on the freeways because you yep. see Waymos with dudes in the Yeah, on the freeways. Yeah. But that's the the little map. But I, I couldn't believe how paranoid everybody is. I've never ride one of those in case. Yeah, I mean, how, how important do you think you are that the Waymo... What are the odds you're in a Waymo when the terrorists take over? I mean, for them to have it be beneficial, wouldn't it have to be like... Run it into a tree? Wouldn't it have to be all the cars right? And then once once you kind of notice, oh, the Waymos are mashing into trees, this attack ends relatively quickly. Unless they wait until all of us are in Waymos, which someday may occur that everything's autonomous. And that, to me, is... A guy emailed and said, this is the plan to me, is that in 10 years they're going to make cars hard to buy... Uh, and millennials don't want to buy cars as it is now anyway. Uh, they don't have to get insurance. You don't have to do any of this other stuff. And Waymos will be like uh, you can get like a a group deal or some sort of a it was a it was a good theory to say this is the quickest way to get people away from buying their own thing and on some sort of government program of driving. It's almost like always have to have a city pass, you know. So one of the, I'm like, eh, that's not a bad thought. But we'd all have to be in Waymos for that to be an effective terrorist thing. Because if they just start yeah, bashing one or two would. into the... Nobody cares. That's the reason why airlines that like JSX, 
they can go without security because they're like, all right, terrorists, if you're going to take this one down, there's 20 people on it. Good, go get them. Like, terrorists aren't going to start crashing small planes. It doesn't seem to be, like, I don't think that's a big win for them. And then the one guy emailed me and said, yeah, you know what they're going to do is the terrorists going to take over. You'll be in your Waymo, and they're just going to drive it into a parade or a pile of people or something. First off, if the parade is blocking Central Avenue, I'm not against it. I want to get to Windsor by noon. I, I can't tolerate parades. And that Fiesta Bowl parade, if you're taking out a marching band, eh, all right. Well, that's not so bad to me. I'd, oops, Waymo went out of control. But I don't think terrorists are looking at us that way. It was a weird fear, and it was a lot of emails about it, a lot. Some tongue-in-cheek, but a lot of people were truly like, oh, you'd never catch me in one of those. I'm like, that's weird. That is sort of that fear of when, you know, movies used to be shown to the first crowds, and they would run from them because there were people on the sides of walls that were 20 feet tall and it's that fear of the advancement of technology. If you're afraid of Waymo, you should be afraid of um, airplanes. Well, think about people. More um, than anything else. Let alone the TV or your computer monitor. Your house. You're being watched. Yeah, the Alexa, the television, your your phone. You're emailing me. That's something. I mean, access to you is a lot more than a Waymo. And again, First Waymo I hear gets taken over by another guy and into a tree. I'm off Waymo for a little while. I'm, I'm you know, just going to right, straighten that bug out and then maybe. But it is a pretty awesome thing. That's what you did with TikTok. You heard the Chinese. It was just. <laughs> right. That was my big TikTok fear. Game. I started my, practicing my dances and I was doing the choreography. I'm like, all right, I'm ready for TikTok Chinese. What? <laughs> and of course, I didn't do it because I didn't want the Chinese to watch me dance. I didn't. No, that wasn't it. But again, I'm basically taking Waymo from my house. Within like a mile or two of something else. Uh, eh. That was to try it out. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm a fan. You're hooked. But if you smash me into a tree, I mean, I could do that in a cab. Like most cabbies are terrorists. Like, I, like, why do I trust that dude not to do it? Why do I not trust that, you know, Uber hires 700 Al-Qaeda's and we don't even know it and they're just driving around for a year and then on an on a organized day, all the Ubers go into trees? I, That's it, just to test your bigotry. Is it? I'm immediately a bigot when I get in the car. Come on, see look, and the, that's the uh, music to the Windsor, please. Yeah. If I hear, like that, what, what are we listening to? Is there going to be a cobra coming out of a uh, bucket? It's not. So I'm really I get in the car. And I smell curry. I'm out. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Steph Curry, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. What's this? Oh, yo, is the car blowing yeah. up? <laughs> is there an Uber? Was that an Uber? <laughs> yeah, I just I thought it was an irrational fear, but understandable that you're afraid that technology can be hacked but i mean an airplane is probably more technologically your car can Talk be about hacked. computer run oh yeah cars yeah, your more car than ever. has like the planes U, my, like uh general motors and uh, uh well i don't know if it's general motors they have you onstar, onstar right and then mine has you connect sync sync board yeah and they can get on your car right now and do that but i'd be more afraid of the uh the loony driver that has had a bad day that I'm in an Uber with. But whatever. Have your own fears. I have mine. You have yours. But the Waymo thing wasn't bad. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Another thing that uh, I was talking to people about yesterday um, here in the building. We were, and I know, look, we get a paycheck every two weeks. And that's all this company's ever owed me. So I kind of scoff at the idea that anybody gets uppity when you don't get a good Christmas present from your owners. Oh, yeah, I've heard this in a lot of Yeah, I don't, I, there, people complain like, ugh. You know, fruit of the month club, or they roll their eyes, or they act like they deserve something. You get a check from your company every two weeks. The days of the Christmas bonus and the Christmas present are over because loyalty from the employee is gone. Loyalty from the employer is gone. That used to be a long-term thing. When my dad's generation probably was the last one that was like, I worked at the factory for 48 years. You know, and you stayed in the same place most of the time. And uh, over the years, you were given little gifts. We got a present from our company, celebrating 100 years of broadcasting for Hubbard Radio. First complaint I hear is, oh, it's just a celebration of them. Like, they're supposed to give you, like, you know, some sort of cash. They don't owe you anything. But what they gave us was this glass block. And it looks, it's actually probably pretty expensive. Yeah, those can't be cheap. No. And they gave everybody in Hubbard Broadcasting this massive six seven eight pound i'm not sure how much it weighs glass block with a microphone etched inside of it and it says celebrating 100 years of broadcasting whatever else and uh all i thought was this is it in one case or another here this will either you know most people will just put it up on a shelf forget it or leave it at their work desk and everybody downstairs is bitching that they're this company's cheap or they screwed this and whatever and i'm like all right we you can't win. Like, what are they supposed to get you? Everybody gets a new car. Or, nobody's getting anything special. But it's a murder weapon. And then something came afterwards. We got I'm cookies. We get cookies. No, we got the, no, the, the gift card. Oh, I didn't see the gift yeah. card. Well, that's in your us. email. That's from us locally. Oh, no, I don't yeah. get one. Uh, <laughs> really? No, I don't get one. I'm not allowed. Yeah, I forgot about that. There's three people that don't get them. <laughs> and we are told about it before. I forgot about the gift card. Enjoy your gift cards. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, the reason I don't get it, they pay me to every two weeks. So uh, um, that was from Trip and the gang. That was oh, okay. added in. The main company gave us the paperwork. But they're uh, they're bludgeoning murder weapons. This is the I watch a lot of Forty Eight Hours and Dateline. This thing is exactly what husbands and wives use in domestic violence things. You know, you're Italian. This is this is a quiet weapon. I it's mean, been, if I was going to do something like it's that, it's been written up heavy. a lot of times. In, oh. uh, what happened in this assault? Pointy corners on a glass block that weighs seven or eight pounds. You threw the if the, and in radio, there are a lot of unstable people not making ends meet very well with wives or husbands that have had it with them. There's a lot of drinking. There's a lot of drugs. The, the, our company's biggest thing with this is it's irresponsibility handing out a murder weapon. You, nothing over a pound to a radio uh, staff ever. The, somebody, I, I can predict it right now, it may not be this year, but it will be soon. Somebody's going to hit their spouse with that block. 
in the Hubbard thing. It's And maybe it doesn't come out that it was the Hubbard Christmas present, but someone's going to be in a domestic violence thing. And instead of using, like, you know, what they used to use, which was the hand or a phone book or whatever, it's going to end in a bashed skull. These are the most dangerous weapons I've ever been handed in my life by a company. And you can see how easy it is to anger well, next year's gold letter opener will be sweet. <laughs> right. oh, just, yeah. give us, just give us pitards. <laughs> it's a Hubbard stick with a point on the end. What? That's all it is. But uh, you saw how grouchy they all were about getting this in the first place. Imagine how easy it is to piss them off at home. Oh, I avoid the sales department now. I take the other oh, stairwell. The complaining about what they think. Jill you or Kristen are going to be throwing those things at us. Yeah, right. That is an unstable group of oh, criers. Yeah. Oh. Our sales staff cries a lot for whatever reason. Like, they don't like any bad news. Now you've given them a weapon. If I was Susan in, in the, our sales department, the, la- the lady who runs that whole deal, I would not piss off any of my sales staff for a while. They're emotional. We got a bunch of broads down there. They cry at the drop of a hat. I see a lot of tears. She got uh, a real nice Kevlar jacket. <laughs> she needs a helmet. Every one of them is now armed with a block of death. They should have got them Nerf paperweights. I mean, because this thing's going to be exactly. brutal. None of them took them home. They're all sitting within arm's reach. If Susan does anything to piss them off on the wrong day, this emotional ba- gaggle of broads is going to... The only one I'm not worried about is ED down there, Ed. <laughs> Ed isn't going to hit anybody. Although, he's probably the one you worry about. We all talk about the office place and office violence. and We all have been handed blocks of death by the company. It's almost like they're inviting it. The office weirdo wandering around now without having to... This is a bludgeoning death block. And I don't understand. Maybe this guy says maybe it's a listening device. That's true. It could be that the company has implanted listening devices to see who the loyal employees are. But yeah, I don't... I'll go in the production room later today. Most of... uh, You know what? I'm taking mine home then. You should. It's on the desk. Right. And then beat your wife with it because that's what it's designed for. There's no other design for this. No one in the com- no one in any company is celebrating the hundred years of Hubbard. We haven't been part of it. It's good. It's a nice company. I like working for them. But nobody's sitting there going, you know, I worked for a place been around for a century, and here's my proof. I'm not putting that on my mantle. I, it's not part of my accomplishment. I've done a, a few years with them, but I'm not celebrating their 100 years. Now, what do I do with that thing? Look around until I'm pissed off. Pick it up. You mash somebody's skull in. We have a lot of unstable people in radio. If you've ever met radio people, you know. Half of them aren't allowed to vote. Most of them have some sort of strange felony under their belt. A lot of drug use. And I'm listening to them complaining about how bad the gift was. What did you want? You work commissions. Come on. They panicked a little bit. Overreacted. (laughs) You think? Go talk to him about it downstairs. It, it'll spark the whole gaggle of them to get pissed off. I don't think a company owes you a Christmas present, especially because. Well, the you know, um, I understand uh, you talk to companies that they get a year-end bonus, but that's based upon performance. Right. Um, those are, which is always a great thing. But, yeah, you don't have to. Uh, You're not owed anything. You get your check. If they don't hand out bonuses, oh, that sucks. It but- used to be when the, I mean, the. Working here, it's like the first year that we didn't do a Christmas party. Right. We were truck. upset about that. It's like, well, instead of the Christmas party, the money that I'd spend, right. we're getting, here's your $25 or $50. Yeah, 50 check. bucks. And it all depended on how much you made, too, because if you made, Chuck did it the opposite way that Tripp and Hubbard do it, which is the more you made, the more you got for 
the Christmas party bonus because everybody else was. I didn't know everybody else was getting fifty bucks, and I got a hundred dollars. And then one year I got a hundred and fifty. I'm like, well, this isn't right. <laughs> this is the high end making more. That's still making up for the uh, cleaning <laughs> bill that you never got. Right. Well, that's true. Because I had the Christmas party at my house twice, and I got. You know how much I got for the Christmas parties that I hosted? Six hundred dollars to do the whole thing. Food. Oh, cleaning. Yeah. That, that's every. Well, oh, no. You no. had to pay for catering, oh, no. too? I had to hang on to. I, 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 that's not right. He got food, but he got it usually from somebody he knew. Uh, like, like a trade out a with trade. bashes or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. He could trade it out. And then I had to buy the alcohol for 600 bucks. Yeah, Dana had a catered. So and that covered and, cleaning. Oh, man. Well, we had food, too. We had it catered, but Dana yeah. also. But it was because the company had a guy. That they could lean on. Used every year. Yeah. And he gave him some sort of trade-out deal for, like, car washes or whatever we could provide him. I Free spots on the yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably something like that. Just give me the vending machines in the building. And it was okay. and then, But, yeah, 600 bucks. And that, and they said, I gave you the money. Or your house cleaned with that. And then you'd have to hire some cleaning crew to come pick up a couple days later. It wasn't like a range for you or you had to take care of that. Which was fine. I volunteered for it. But, yeah, and especially with everybody complaining about, I'm... This religion, or why is Christmas the focus? I wouldn't, if I was a company, I'd be like, I'm not dealing with Christmas. Uh, too many pitfalls if I give the wrong, if I give a Jehovah's Witness a Christmas present and they lose their mind, now oh, I'm going to get sued and everybody goes to HR. No, you get a glass block to bludgeon each other with this year. And I kind of admired it, but it's going to end badly. I picked that thing up and that was my first thought was, Oof, I hope all the marriages are going well at Hubbard because this is bad. And as quickly as they all got mad downstairs, I'm like, okay, okay, you've got a weapon now. I like the holiday lunch. Yeah, You're still here. That wasn't so bad. Everybody yeah. gets a everybody gets a treat. Gets a sandwich and a chip. <laughs> I had a bag of chips. They kept a, a side thing. Uh, Susie kept it to the side for me. Uh, my own guacamole, my own chips, so I didn't have to go to the pile that everyone was dipping in. Eighty employees with their fingers in it, disgusting. So she saved some for me on the side, not even out of the same bucket she had the company, which was very nice. That was my Christmas bonus. I said I got my own side plate pre-made before all the dipping hands went in. Still don't see why anybody else isn't like me. Like, I'm the weirdo. But, yeah, so uh, hopefully your company uh, didn't give you guys uh, your – I can think of three people right now I'm going to avoid for a little while. The tear people, the, the ones that cry real easy, the ones that aren't stable. Because that's true, ladies. I hate to break it to you. Crying publicly, that it's instability is what that is. That isn't normal, and, and it happens too often. And women, uh, since you've been in the workplace for the last 40 years, you've tried to make that a normal thing. You know what never used to happen at your grandpa's work? Dudes weeping. <laughs> it just wasn't a thing. Workplace crying was never a thing prior to, like, 78, I'm guessing. Because they were right? drinking and banging their secretaries. That's exactly right. They were happy. Yeah. What, what you're saying, Brett, is that they were happy 100%. at work. Work was fun and... It was a grind, but, you know, you got things out of the way. Workplace tears, that's a relatively yeah, new moments. phenomenon. They're nine-to-five moments, you know, when Who? they tie the boss up, the women. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that was the big empowering yeah. thing yeah. is that they were tired of crying at work, so they, what did they do? They found weapons, and they started to try to kill the boss, Dabney Coleman. Yeah, now you give them weapons? Yeah, there's too much instability to hand somebody an eight-pound glass block. Uh, once a day, somebody's crying down there. And for no reason, like none, like they get spoken to. And sometimes there's a reason to be like upset, but there's a lot of tears and not just the women. KUPD, I've met, I mentioned this several times. The most man crying place I've ever worked in my life. 
ever. <laughs> I haven't had a lot of jobs. I've never seen men cry more than in the rock world. We worked at the the gay radio station before KDKB. Oh, I was going to say. Them. I mean, that was we didn't realize how much that was targeting the gay community. People are tough. Way ahead of it. <laughs> those dudes could take a punch. And then you start thinking like, well, on Friday and Saturday, they're doing the most painful thing I could ever imagine for fun. They're not crying because you yelled at them. They're, those dudes were not emotional. We had one crier. Who? Smiley. The, oh, Smiley cried because yeah, he... There's, there's it, one. But I'll tell you why. Because he... It, I hate Smiley. It was for show. It was less for show and more because he was ahead of the curve. He realized chicks dig a crying dude. Like he was he was before the emotional breakthroughs of the mid 2000s. Smiley was a 1999 crier, which was too soon. The first time he did it though, it was like a oh. dramatic episode of Friends. Oh, it I was I mean the, it was the building was he he cried on the, the air about being a girl and him breaking up. Now keep in mind this doucher that we worked with banged every news girl in town, and nobody could figure out how. And it was because he was the most girly of girls. Smiley, looking back, uh, we all hated him. We all thought he was this fembot. He was like, he was metrosexual before we knew what it was. And we all just thought he, he was his a, powers. We all thought he was just a closeted he just gay. Crushed. Remember wow. Alona, the girl at Channel 10? Oh, yeah. Good friends. Not sure how he did that one, but took that uh, out in its peak prime. And this was a news girl that was just stacked from top to bottom. I didn't want to be with her anymore. She wasn't serious about a relationship. And all the guys were like, oh, f*** you. You're gay. And then all the girls were like, see, he's looking for something real. He fooled all of us. And then he went on the air once about a girl. And th- I'm not kidding, Brett. This is what he said on the air. And the girls left they left their cubicles and ran to him on the air. Um, uh, my girl and I, are uh, <laughs> we're not going to make it through the next. Uh, she's got a job somewhere else. And we just decided that we weren't going to do it. And I love my little sweetie baby pumpkin pie. Exact phrase. I'm listening. On uh, the air? On she the went air. back to Indiana to sell RVs. Yeah, I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> I, I'm going to miss my little sweetie baby pumpkin pie. And he couldn't go on. And his, and his dip <laughs> partner, Greg, like... This is so sad. Is this the one I'm thinking of? Ooh. Yeah, that's her with kids, okay. and that's modern day, so that's, oh, that's wow. expired. But back in the day, <laughs> well, it's got a child. It's got an STD. Yeah. Look at that. It's a, what is that, STD? Is about seven right there? That ain't going anywhere for a while. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. So, yeah, and she was super fun and nice, and I liked her, but he hates Sweetie baby pumpkin pied, and every single girl in that building ran to him, and they cried. And he he killed it. He killed it. Every time I was around that guy, there was another hot broad next to him, loving the fact that he was weeping all the time, that he was looking for the right woman. He just wanted to get married. It was the it was the 
It was the gayest straight thing I've ever seen in my life. So was he a trendsetter here? Or, yes. I mean, okay. He was ahead of the right. curve. He was, at the time, I just was sitting there going, what's going on? Like, this isn't, and it is exactly what all those zone girls like. He was the only crier at the zone. Here? I've never, I've never seen more dudes in leather gloves and, like, black clothes that have the devil on them. And like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, your dad did a number on you. Uh, Tears for At the zone, we had a lady in traffic that went home and had to shoot her dog, saved money. <laughs> she didn't cry. No. She was at work the next like day. like 12 years. Yeah, she was working she the next shot day. shot her dog. In shot the her backyard. Dog. Saved money. But we all gave her. Down. No, nobody was happy with it. But yeah, I'd, she put her dog down by, you know, old, like to, old Yeller standards. Had to shoot Bozo yeah. yesterday. What do you mean shoot? Like inject? Like you had people come by? And do, no, no, no. I took out the uh, the Smith and Wesson. We took care of business. And so we, we humanely did it. Yeah, she old Yellered her own dog. Love you, Skippy. Showed up to work a, a couple days after. Like, how you doing? Over the weekend, we shot my dog in the yard. We're still cleaning up the stain. What? That place was a lot tougher. This is a this this place is full of I don't think KDKB cries as much as KUPD does. Mm. I haven't seen a lot of KUPD. Well, I've seen some KUPD tears here recently. Even the Asians being insulted by H. G. Listiak didn't cry. H. G. Listiak threatened Jim Wilson's life as if they were in the rice paddies of Vietnam right then and there. What? Wilson was walking towards him. No, he's Korean. <laughs> but H.G. Listiak looked at him and stood next to me. I like you. You're irreverent. I'm like, thanks, H.G. You're that, too. And then uh, Wilson came towards us and walked away. And he goes, I like to look at those folks walking away more than walking towards me. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he said something about the war and how when they were running, they're more fun. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> been a minute, but you still... H.T. H.T. <laughs> Hotter than a freshly f- fox in a forest fire. What? Alliteration, boy. I'm like, all right. He was like that teacher, that war vet teacher. If you get him talking so you didn't have to learn, <laughs> he'd tell you stories. Oh, oh man. He, he would kill someone if you touched his notepad, too. I, H.G. liked me. I was lucky. And plus, I was a round eye. You have, you have any, <laughs> you were even squinting. He'd go back to the fields and start <laughs> force gumping your ass. That dude had the most post-traumatic stress syndrome I've ever seen. I don't like the look of this one coming at us. I'm like, it's all right. The war's been over for a while. I'm going to climb this tree just in case. I'm like, all right, hop up in there. And he, I've, and he came out and got uh, half an erection uh, watching. We had a car wash with strippers for an event. I like what you do out here, Johnny. Thanks, HG. I like it. You're irreverent. I know. You tell me that all the time. <laughs> you got a future in this business, friend. I'm like, thanks, HG. That's that's huge. You know, my wife died in this building. And then, they, then he goes to tell you the story again. Of that how one? He may have killed his wife in, in that building. Black Friday. <laughs> and all of them. Where everyone got fired. Again, there's another thing in radio. It It hasn't happened here. But it's a common thing to just to just can entire staffs at now, lunch. You've given them all eight pound blocks of death at their desks. I don't know what they were thinking. So just know that if you come to this building, everyone is armed with a death block. <laughs> and maybe I'm a little hyper to it because uh, tactical black. The FBI statistic is thrown at you all the time that the place you're most likely to meet violence is work. 
a violent uh, occurrence is more likely to happen to you at work than anywhere else. Mostly because the time spent at work is the more you're there more than anywhere else, but also you're dealing with people who aren't real stable, especially in radio. <laughs> Ladies, you kind of wreck the workplace with all the tears. There's, again, I bet you if you could dig my grandpa up for a day and go, how many guys at the pipe fitting steel thing that you worked at cried? My grandpa worked there when he was 12 because his parents made him quit school because they needed money. Uh, I bet you he'd never seen a guy cry at work. I, I almost guarantee it. Hey, Elvar, how many how many dudes were weeping openly at work about the conditions? Is this a hero? Is that right? Yeah. I've had four this week, and, and we don't even know why. One of them just felt like she needed a good cry, which I still don't understand that phrase at all. Sometimes you just need a good cry. Well, that's called instability. That That's psychotherapy worthy, if anything else is. If you cry at work, that's called instability. Unless someone dies. That's the only, like, death and we're getting fired. I can see where you could start getting a little weepy at that. But, you know, that's a traumatic event. Getting yelled at, stuff like that. And I understand it. Like, some people are just like, I've got no power. So that's a frustration cry. But a lot of crying. Ladies do it. You ever cried at work? No. I don't think so. I got the, you know, the one time I always go back to this. One time I started choking up a little bit. Oh, the with Pat Alma. Tillman. Oh, Alma too. Yeah, Pat from, Tillman. The call from the ranger when Pat the, Tillman died. That one was a, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty valuable cry. I cried here at work once recently when uh, Amy came and started to show me some music videos about uh, dog euthanasia. I'm like, oh, like uh, Louis Capaldi has a song, and the whole video is about. Losing a dog. It's like watching Old Yeller at work. I'm like, I can't. And I remember just thinking. That's why I do that at home. I watch those Exactly. That's what I said. I'm like, what are you doing showing me this at work? I'm going to start crying at work. That's called unstable behavior. Was uh, Sarah McLaughlin hold my beer or what? Now, if I was Dave Smiley, the old, I would have walked out and shown everyone I was crying. Unlike my, what I have is this thing called personal pride. I'm just not willing to wander around crying and let everybody know it. That dude would wander around to the hottest girls at the office. I'm just sorry. I'm a little emotional today. Oh, what happened? I watched a video about it. Oh. Melt them like butter. Crying dude at work used to be an embarrassment. Now he gets laid. Broad. Goddamn 70s. Don't fall for it. What didn't the 70s ruin? The only thing about the 70s I don't want back is the, that everybody smelled like an ashtray. That's just about it. The shag carpet and the, I mean. Bell bottoms, too. Talk about a bunch of Amazing. Dumb, dumb people our parents were. Flares. Let's get <sighs> more carpet. Let's get the tallest, most absorbent carpet we can find and then smoke all over it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, where were the tile floors back then? Linoleum. That, oh, just anything. Just give me anything but the carpet that sucks in all the stinks of the 70s. Nope. They put it on their walls. Everything was velour, and it just all ate smoke. My brother sent some old, you know, Christmas film back here that he puts together, <laughs> sends it out, and that's all you think about when you see that family wagon. Oh, how uh, bad did that thing stink? Yuck. Bunny's ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no tears. There were no tears from... Uh, just... No breaking out into crying for no 
especially now that they've been armed. So I don't know what your company got you for Christmas, but I hope it wasn't a bludgeoning tool. Keith Morrison's up, and they found a tool in the garage with a little blood on the corner, and it's always a block. It's always some handheld block. The case of the Hubbard 100. Yeah. Police believe this to be the murder weapon. That's exactly what Keith Morrison says every time they go into the guy's shed and find that thing. It, and the other thing is, you don't care if you break it. It means nothing to you. Turns out, the company handed over five-pound death blocks for Christmas. Well, at least we'll get to meet Keith sometime yeah. soon, actually. <laughs> well, that's true. Here. Keith yeah. Morrison. Yeah. And that's when Jill Short hit Andy in the head. <laughs> she couldn't take it anymore. I don't blame but, yeah, crying at work is instability. And maybe it's an unstable workplace. Too much tears, but I don't think so. Just a lot of... It's become okay. That's my problem with it. A lot of crying. Dudes with tears in their eyes. <laughs> it's Go watch The Godfather. Marlon Brando was right. You're cry like a woman. Cry like I'll stand in my office and cry like a woman because the dude was sobbing. He's like, I don't tolerate this. And he didn't deal with it. That dude didn't get an envelope. Hector wants that to be our fan duel bets this week. Who's going to cry next or who's going to no, kill? Gonna get, who's going to get bludgeoned first? There is. There was a lot. There's a lot of people I got my money on. This isn't the office weirdo either. This is the office normal. This is where the Dateline thing comes in. Nobody sees this coming. Thanks, Hubbard. For I'm not going to use mine as a bludgeoning tool. I threw it away. Hey, I might let Megan have no, some ammo. Good <laughs> Lord. You don't. She doesn't care about that thing. It has no meaning. In fact, it has... Some sort of a metaphoric meeting. It's a microphone with where I work on it. And if she's mad enough at me, this'll do it. This is the pro- kung kung. She beats me to death with my own, thwarted by my own petard. Trip you, you fall on it. <laughs> if I fall on a, on a block, I should probably not be here anymore anyway. If I bludgeon myself with it, yeah, that's it's time to go. Anyway, good luck. But yeah, you don't give it to Ronnie. Too late. You have it at home? No, it's yeah. here. Yeah, you're leaving it here. It, it holds no meaning to us. It can only be used for evil. But thank you, Jenny and the crew at Hubbard, for the death blocks. Uh, at 623, I get a couple of really interesting emails from people about their uh, breaks. And I've uh, we've already angered someone for the year. It took us one day nice. to get somebody uh, angry enough that maybe they'll be calling the management. We'll talk to them in a moment. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's 98KUP. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. 